Well, as I, as I mentioned in the announcements, my family and I were, were called back to Missouri on last Friday. My uncle had passed away, and then on Sunday, my grandmother had passed away. And so in good Midwestern fashion, the funeral had to be right away. <laughs> and so we, we hopped on a plane, and we got back at 12.30 last night. Um, we would have gotten to our home earlier, except for our battery was dead in the parking lot. Uh, well, you know, we handled it well. Christy just looked at me and said, well, that's about our week. <laughs> and, and we were on our way pretty, pretty shortly after that. Um, so I'm a little off, uh, but I was uh, reminded that, that many of you were not, where you had heard me say that I, we wouldn't be wearing our robes up until Marcus left. And uh, last week, as people were walking out, a few reminded me that I guess you're back to robes next week. <laughs> Uh, I thought, that's what was at the front of your mind. That's, that's interesting. Um, but it wound up being a, kind of a great uh, opportunity for me to put the robes back on for the winter time uh, because we're talking about suffering today. And, uh, you know, I often don't like wearing them. One is just because they're very restricting and, and they don't fit very well. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. Um, I remember complaining about that in a sermon once, and as I said that, I moved my arm, and the sleeve caught the podium, and the podium shifted <laughs> with it as a way God illustrated that. Um, but the words that come to us actually out of 2 Timothy chapter 2, part of what he's talking about there is suffering. And at the beginning of the text there, he uses two types of persons to make the illustration prove true. Uh, The first is actually that of a soldier. The second is that of an athlete. Now, I I am not a soldier, and despite my best efforts, I'm not really that great of an athlete. But the one thing for both of those is that they take quite a bit of training to be them. In fact, for being a soldier, you have to go through a training that that just basically tears you down, not just physically, but even kind of mentally, to where that they are then able to build you back up and build you up into a a certain type of person, and that person is a soldier, to where you're able to obey orders, to follow uh, what is told to you, to be a part of an actual community and a team that is not really easy for most of us to do, but they they send you through that training. And there are several veterans in the room, so I feel like I'm talking to people that know better than I do. Uh, but, But that might ring true for you. And then for an athlete, it is the same. Uh, When you get to a certain level, they tear your body down to build your muscles back up to work right for the sport that you're actually playing and, and exercising in. Paul is giving words to a young pastor, and as he's giving these words, he is talking about himself suffering there in prison, but he is talking about that uh, pastor being as a soldier for Christ. And even an athlete cannot get to his goal without good exercise and good training. Going back and going to southern Missouri and to a Baptist church and hearing you know, the, the words such as soldiers of the cross and hymns that relate to that. That image has kind of stuck and rung true oftentimes in our churches. 
because you are someone who has not only been called uh, to be one of Christ's, you have been called to be like Christ. And the first thing that we know about Christ is that Christ has suffered. Suffered for you. He suffered for me. He suffered on the cross. He suffered in his hunger, in his pain, in his, his being uh, tormented as he is being led to the cross. Suffering marked Christ's life. And then when we are told to be like him, part of that is a suffering. And what it takes to endure that is to be like a soldier or to be like an athlete. But that's not actually a message that is meant to tear you down. It is not one to bring you into despair. But it is one to actually uplift you and to empower you in this Christian life. That this is how you are to be and to train in such a way. That would be one thing if we were called to do that alone. And it would be completely different if we were called to do that if it was not for the promise of Christ's own spirit coming and living with you. What it means to be a soldier of Christ is to actually have Christ with you in all things. What it means to be an athlete of Christ working and training and growing in that is to have Christ there with you along the way. So for our non-soldiers and our non-athletes, do not be intimidated. You're not on your own. But to those who insist that the Christian life is not something that you train in, or that you work hard in, or that might cause you suffering. I bid you to come and reread all that Christ has said. In fact, many of you received a letter even, where while we're in this time of transition, having just had one of our pastors called away, this isn't a time for us to worry or despair or wonder about the ministry, but it's time for us to become part of the ministry. That's part of what we are called to in our spiritual athleticism and even in our evangelical, dare I say, militancy. So Paul writes, and he says, Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Now, obviously, I was, well, only partially joking about suffering while wearing the robes. But that suffering for many of us looks a lot different from wearing a robe. That suffering comes in in many ways where maybe it is at the cost of relationships or maybe it's at the cost of our uh, complacency. But for many of us even, that suffering that we are called to is at the resisting of temptation. The temptation to be as the world is. A temptation to view things the way the world would view them. To, the temptation to resist speaking the way the world speaks about them. And if you think that that is not suffering, you really haven't tried it yet. 
to put yourself into the uniformity of speaking as the gospel does, to training yourself to love the way that Christ actually loves, to living life in the fruits that the Spirit has actually given. Ask anybody who is under their own power of uh, addiction of what it means to train the body and to train the self to think differently. It is difficult. It is something that is hard and it creates suffering. The apostles knew this as they spoke. They, they talked even of the suffering that was to come. And many of themselves even lived in it. But every time they did, they brought it back to the source of their strength in the midst of that suffering. Even Paul here says, Remember the words that I have shared with you of the risen Christ Jesus, the one who lives today. That that, that is where our strength is at in this calling of suffering. That is what we can come back to when we are this soldier of Christ, when we are this athlete who is called to action. Remember the one that I have spoken of, because the word is not bound. I haven't really seen this in Seattle yet, and I think, I think it's because we think about dogs and pets a little differently. But uh, back home, oftentimes you'll see a dog chained outside their house. And if you've seen one like that, where they're just in the yard and they're connected to a chain or something, every time somebody passes by, the dog moves kind of in a circle, following after them, sometimes barking loudly at them. Sometimes in our own sin and our own ways, we can be bound. Paul was not in prison due to his own sin, but he was, due, he was in prison due to the sin of the world and bound by its chains. To where he probably felt that same way as people passed by, trying to yell loudly of the gospel as they went by, feeling bound and stuck in one place. And sometimes with our own sin, we feel that same way. Chained to the things that we cannot let go of. Chained to the sin that continuously haunts us. The thing that we cannot get out of our life. Feeling like a dog in the Midwest stuck in their yard. But the word is not bound in such a way. The word is not captured by sin. It is not held back by temptation. But the word is free. And as it comes into people's lives, it frees them and it sets them loose from the very chains that they have. And so in our own suffering, in our resisting of temptation, in our hard work, in the things that we are called to do, in our own Difficult training. The word is not bound to stay away from you, but is free to come to you and does. In the person of Jesus, every time. Do you have difficulty staying away from that computer screen? The word of the Lord meets you in front of it. Do you have difficulty staying away from the bottle? The word of the Lord meets you as you reach for it. Do you have difficulty in taming the tongue? May the word of God tame it for you. Do you have difficulty in speaking when you are actually called to speak? 
in loving when you are actually called to loving? Do you have difficulty in humbling yourself into service? May the Lord of God not be bound, but come to you in that time. Because it is the word of God that set free Paul while he is in prison. It is the word of God that met Job when he despaired. It is the word of God that Jesus even spoke from his cross for you. The word is not bound. It does not stop at our homes. It does not stop in this church. But it goes out. Lastly, in this text that is given to us, Paul seems to repeat something that is a bit like a hymn, a bit of a, a psalm, if you will. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endured with him, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. But if we are faithless, he remains faithful. But even in our suffering, even in our training in those times when we trip and fall, even when things have not worked out in the way that we thought they would work out, He remains faithful. In all of those examples that we were just given, when Job thought all hope was gone, hope came and spoke to him. When the Israelites thought all hope was gone, hope came in the person of Jesus. When we have stood at the graveside, or even almost looking at our own grave, Christ has remained faithful in those times. He's come alongside us. We're not soldiers on our own, but we are soldiers of Christ. We are not athletes and runners of a marathon on our own, but have been given the persistence and the continuation of that race by Christ himself. is perfect for our time as a church. A time when we are looking at uncertainty in Seattle. A time when we are looking at uncertainty even within our own parish, just with the changes of pastors. It's quick for us to feel faithless in that time. Feel abandoned. Or feel like maybe we can't finish what the Lord has started here. And certainly with sinners such as pastors, that feeling has only grown. <laughs> but the ministry is not our own. The church is not our own. Seattle City is not our own. But the one who remains faithful has all of them in his hands. He is the one who will ensure that none of us fall through the cracks, that the people will still hear the word of God, that the forgiveness of Christ will not be bound only into our own lives, but will continue to freely be spread in this place. God is faithful in that he has continued to give us the gifts where the dead have come to these waters and be baptized and brought to life in him. And that will continue. That simple bread and wine will be made into body and blood and will be shared among the faithful. He is faithful 
in the ways in which he has gone with us into our suffering of going out into the dark world to be the light. And he is faithful when we are in the midst of our own temptation. Whenever we are faithless, he is faithful, walking with us, carrying us, continuing on what he has begun. And so as we say in our own liturgy almost every Sunday, as we proclaim that Christ has died and that he has risen, he is coming back. The faithful one is coming back to continue on his work of making all things new, including these weary soldier bodies of ours and these untrained athletic souls to give us not just the strength, but the grace to be his. Amen? Amen. Amen.